When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast with Paddy and Neil. We're back again, and it's uh, games are coming thick and fast, which is something I like. It's it's almost like a championship kind of schedule at the moment. We've got a game on a Sunday, a game on a Friday, and it's uh, you know, um, only five days between games. It's fantastic, I think. Uh, keep them coming because uh, you know, we missed them for long enough when the games were gone during um, during the first COVID lockdown, and uh, thankfully, we're well, we're going into lockdown here in Ireland again for six weeks, but. We will at least have some uh, semblance of football to keep us um, a modicum, give us a modicum of sanity. I think over the next few, next six weeks or however long this this lockdown lasts for. And uh, Paddy, how are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad. Um, as you said, six weeks of lockdown, so thank God we've a bit of football to watch. Although, if you watch the two games Monday night, you may have uh, you may not be looking forward to too much. Uh, Football. Yeah. Um, I think we were just unlucky that that nil all draw was bound to come at some stage and uh, it eventually came on Monday. Thankfully, I gave that one a skip. But I did uh, I did do a little bit of uh, research on Leeds. Watching, I watched most of the game on, on Monday night. Um, I think we know what to expect from them given what we've uh, watched Bielsa ball in the last two years. So mm-hmm. um, looking forward to it now and a little bit uh, nervous about it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually you know, it's, it's a game I'm looking forward to watching. Um, I think it's a game probably the whole Premier League is looking forward to watching at the moment. Probably bad Danny Murphy because we know how much he he his disdain for Aston Villa. Um, but uh, I just like as I say, he's he's completely entitled to his opinion. I'm not slating him over it or anything but I will just point out when he's overtly um, nonchalant in his opinion about Aston Villa because uh, it's almost like he goes out of his way not to not to get excited about Aston Villa Football Club unless something dour is absolutely happening to him couldn't get him off the radio when Villa nearly went into liquidation um, and <laughs> now you can't get five five words out of him uh, when Villa are unbeaten only unbeaten team in, in Europe's top five leagues I think and uh, yeah, but look, that's Danny Murphy. That's fine. Uh, we can pick holes in all pundits. I'm sure Leeds fans are doing a podcast right now saying, what in the hell was Gabby Agbonlahor talking about when he said Leeds were a myth? So look, I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, I'm sure every team has their bugbear, but, or every um, football fan has their bugbears, but Danny Murphy just scratches me in a place I can't reach. Um, that's that's, uh, that's what, I, what, I, what I think of Danny. And as I say, he's more than entitled to his opinion. He's obviously doing a great job, but I wouldn't have asked him back on. But um, anyway, can't remember where I was going with that. Uh, but uh, yeah, you mentioned the nil-all draw with Burnley. 
and, and West Brom. It nearly happened 24 hours previous to that with our, in our game against Leicester. But, yeah. you know, we uh, the game was back and forth. It was, it was it was interesting in a different way, one for the purists, I think I call it. But, you know, without Ross Barkley's 25-yard screamer, um, and I am going to call it a screamer because, you know, it's hard to be the goalkeeper of that quality from, from that far out. Um, you know, without that, I think we would be probably looking back at it uh, as a as a one-point gained as opposed to to um, two points lost, I think, situation. And Leicester must be really kind of looking back at it now and going, Jesus, that's definitely one point lost for us because, you know, they should have defended and they should have continued to defend yeah. on. But we're not going to complain about that at all. And it gives us a great platform as we move on towards Leeds on... Uh, on Friday night in Villa Park. Um, I, I'm all over the place with kickoff times, Paddy. What time is kickoff? Do you know? Is there. Usually, eight is o'clock. Um, it's which one? Eight o'clock, is it? Eight o'clock, I think. Yeah, it have is. They, yeah. Have they gone back to eight o'clock kickoffs now that the pubs are closed? <laughs> I'm not sure the pubs are closed in the UK, but that will, that will get them out of the pubs by 10 o'clock anyway. But uh, I think they close earlier on a Sunday. That was the issue with the Sunday kickoffs, wasn't ah, it? Ah, yes, I think that was it. You're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, 8 o'clock on, on, on Friday in Villa Park. Um, a traditional and historic clash, I think, is what we'll call it between Aston Villa and Leeds. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to, to seeing the two styles mesh against each other. And, um, you know, we've... I, I, I'm not... It's, it, I'm not I'm not saying this from a uh, point of view of cockiness or anything, but I don't think that there's any team that I would fear waltzing into Villa Park on Friday night the way that Aston Villa are playing at the moment. I might feel one million percent different after the game. And as I always say, as a Villa fan, it's my right to be fickle and change my opinion at any given time. But um, I think that this, I think that Villa can, you know, can play with this Leeds team, even play with their, their fitness levels and, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite positive about the result in this game on Friday night. What, what way are you thinking? What's your initial thoughts on it, Paddy? I'm, I'm, ner- I'm genuinely nervous about this one. Um, I think we know what we're going to get from them, but then they've got, they've added to the squad a little bit, and there's a little bit of uh, talent put in there. Um, obviously, Calvin Phillips is going to be a big loss for them. How they rearrange to to put someone in there, I'm not sure who'll do that job for them. Um. You know, as I said, they've they've added to the quality. You know, with the, the likes of Rafinha coming in, um, you still have Pablo Hernandez is where they they seem to be using them as a super sub at the moment. Mm. And then we've got our old friend Patrick Bamford, who's if anyone is going to score, it's going to be him, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, he's um, no, he seems to have taken to the Premier League in a nice way. Um, but yeah, it's like like they're 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 some of their parts leads uh, when we see. I suppose, look, no no team wants to lose Calvin Phillips. He's their international, their English international. But they really are some of their parts. Bielsa's teams have always been some of their parts, really. And mm. uh, you can actually see it in certain instances, like when he was manager of Argentina and so on. Maybe some of the big guns didn't fire because there was less rel- reliance on them and it was more reliance on the system, um, play style. And, and, and as I say, I'm going to say it again, some of the parts uh, situation. So I'm not as you know, joyous or is, is kind of, um, it doesn't really change, t- change the needle for me that Kevin Phillips is out because I think they'll just bring in somebody in that position and, and, and they'll play that position because as I've said before, uh, modern football is about systems more so than, than, than individual players. And, you know, it's nice to have those individual players if you can fit them into your system, you know, but it's better to have somebody who fits into your system first 
and yeah. and and continues on there. Um, and as it's um, like Leeds are, Leeds are you, you know what you're going to get from Leeds. Like Leeds are going to be a short passing team. Very few long balls uh, will be played by Leeds. They don't they don't cross that ball the ball as much even. Would you believe they um, they do attack down the wings uh, about thirty eight percent of their times? Actually, they're actually really 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 balanced team from the point of view whereby they they attack. Uh, 38% of all their attacks have come down the left-hand side, 38% of their attacks have come down the right-hand side as well, but they've only crossed in 21, um, 24%, should I say, sorry, of their of their um, their passes have been crosses. Yeah. They, Probably all Luke Ailing as well. Yeah. He seems to be their main threat with, with, with the crossing. Um, he, he's uh, he's, a, he's very good, a very good uh, crosser of the ball, very good player, and very good attacking fullback as well. Um, he's one that I really like. Um, one of their uh, man bun brigade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in fairness to Luke Ailing, he really had to re- kind of rebuild his career. If I, if it, um, if it, memory doesn't mistake me, he was he was on Arsenal's books, and I don't know did he get a game for Arsenal, and you know went down the leagues and has come back. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, at start of the year, I've got a good mate who's Leeds fan. At start of the year, I said, I think Luke Ayling could be victimised in this league. And look, I was wrong. I can put up my hand and say I was definitely wrong. He's able to, he's able to run with the best of them. You know, I just thought you could yeah. get in around him with pace. And Jesus, like even even against Wolves, there Neto was trying to leave him for dust a couple of times, and Ayling matched him stride for stride. I, I I certainly did not see that coming. And um, from looking at the way the teams played against Leeds in the Championship, I thought that Ayling was allowed to keep the ball and keep the player in front of him an awful lot. And in the Premiership, the people were getting behind him, but he's done a superb job. And and uh, you know, call a spade a shovel, really. Like when when you see something like that, you have to applaud it because I, mm-hmm. as I say, I thought he was the the weak link. I certainly did, but he's been anything but really since. Yeah, um, I agree. I I always thought he was a weak link when when we played against him, mainly because he'd had to put up with Jack Grealish, and that might be a different. Uh, Kettle of fish for him on, on Friday, so um, yeah, and he, you know he, he's not alone. There's there's some good players in there, and um, Mateus Click, you know, he's Polish international. He's we know all about him from that goal that he scored, and um, he he seems to you know he's just a ball of energy. He's he's in your face. Is that high pressure on on the full backs? Um, it'll be interesting to see how we cope with that. You know. Mm. Um, um, we coped well enough when, with Liverpool doing it. It'll be interesting to see how we, how we, because um, relatively unknown, you know, Rod- Rodrigo and Jack Harrison as well. Um, and Bamford just kind of splits the, the two centre halves. It's it's an unusual uh, style. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how we counteract it. Um, be interesting to see if there's any changes. I don't anticipate any. Um, barring any injuries, and I think as things stand, Courtney Hawes is the only um, one other than the two long term ones we have out. So, um, I would imagine you know it'll be uh, I won't say same team and same subs this week because it looks like mm-hmm. we'll have Kevin Davis back in, so um, he'll probably be um, somebody will make way for him on the bench. I would imagine mm. uh, we, we, I can't see any changes in the lineup, can you? Uh, I don't think so either. I don't think Bertrand Shore will will usurp Trezeguet. Like we've seen all the statistics and they want to work the Trezeguet did, they want to interceptions, tackles back, uh, yards covered and so on. 
Um, like for a right winger to have three successful tackles is fantastic, you know. And I think they were all in his defensive half as well. So you know mm. that's uh, that that's some going. And I know that we did we did soak up a lot of pressure. Um, he was playing with uh, having to mark uh, Harvey Barnes, um, who we always knew was going to get up and down that wing. Um, and and you know Matty Cash and himself work well together. So. As you said before, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Really, you know, don't don't mess with a winning team. And I think that we'll we'll bar you know that Ross Barkley's knee doesn't get aggravated, or bar that um, you know it's something like that doesn't happen in training over the next couple of days. I think we'll see the same team as well. And you know, uh, I'm happy to see the same team. Like long long enough have I been, you know, almost clamoring for a change to freshen things up for the sake yeah. of it. You know, stability breeds success and. I go back to it again, man. United title winning teams back in the late nineties, uh, and, and so on. They always had a stable team. They always used, you know, a, a small few players during the course of the year. And we've spoken about nineteen eighty Villa in eighty one. We've spoken about even Leicester, you know, more recently. A core group of players that you can keep fit is better than having a bench of of eight or nine players that you regularly need to dip into from a consistency point of view. Um, I think Leeds as well, Paddy, if I'm not mistaken. I think Leeds are going to be down Liam Cooper as well, uh, as well at the weekend, and that's that for me is a huge loss for them because they yes they like he he went off just before the, the game started on Monday uh, yeah. Monday and they brought in uh, what's his name Struich, uh, Struich, uh yeah. the the Dutch uh, the Dutch defender. All the physical abilities in the world Struich does, but it, it, he as I say. Liam Cooper's their he's their he's their defensive talisman. You yeah. know, he's club captain, he's, yeah. Mm, club captain, Scottish international, highest mm. rated player for them by Opta, highest rated player for them by um by a, a, a good measure looking at a couple of the statistical sites. Um, you know, he's won by far and away has won more aerial duels than any other player on that team. And uh it's that's something for me, I think, that is uh, that's kind of going under the radar. That uh, himself, uh, like everyone's talking about Calvin Phillips, and I think someone come into that midfield and do as good a job as Calvin Phillips. Relatively speaking, Calvin Phillips, as I say, is a good player, but I think relatively speaking, somebody could come in there and do a job for him for one or two games. But when you're talking about your leader at, uh, at centre half, that's a big one for me. That's going to be a big, yeah. big, big loss for them. Um, like their back line is Stuart Dallas, 29 years of age, Luke Ayling, 29 years of age. Uh, Cooper, 29 years of age, Robin Koch, uh, 24 years of age. And then you're going to be getting rid of Cooper and bringing in Pascal Street for uh, 21 years of age. You know, they had, they, they've gone from having a really experienced battle hardened back four to bring in Struik. And, uh, and to be honest with Robin Koch, he's, uh, he's new to the league as well. And yeah. uh, giving away a couple of penalties, if I'm not mistaken as well, uh, or since he's came into the league. So um, that would be probably would be for me a small bit more worrying. Then, um, then I would be equally as worrying, should I say, as, as losing Calvin Phillips. But uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a really interesting one because I don't think Struik is as, uh, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I think I am. Um, I don't know <laughs> if if he's even as mobile as as uh, Liam Cooper, and with obviously having uh, Ollie Watkins up front, who even we saw in Ross Barkley's goal uh, at the weekend. Uh, the movement for Ali Watkins there, like he just moved, he moved two of the players, two players out of out of Barkley's way, way yeah. and left him one on one with a player that was too far away from him to get the block in. 
So it was just fantastic. He parted, he parted the blue sea essentially. And as we mentioned, is all because Chowdhury didn't, uh, was just sat there, oh, stood there, yeah, yeah, stood there and <laughs> gazed at him. Um, but you mentioned that Villa are probably going to go out with the same team again. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that is that is the case. Um, it's nice to have Keenan Davis back. I know he doesn't carry a goal threat, but against uh, you know a, a team like this, it might be no harm to have uh, have the option to bring on a battering ram and put him up front. Yeah. What way do you think the game is going to go, Paddy? You mentioned that you're a bit more nervous about it, and I said I'm a bit more positive about it. But it's still, I still don't think this is going to be anywhere near a, a, an easy night out for Villa. What's what? What's way do you think the game is going to go? And do you have any predictions for a scoreline? I'm, I'm expecting it to be uh, quite low. Um, I, I would imagine it'll be as cagey as the game was against Wolves um, on Monday night, and of course we, we're coming out of a cagey game ourselves. So it'll go either way. It'll go gung ho, <laughs> or uh, or or it'll be nil all. And I, I'm expecting. Um, my prediction is going to be a one nil win for Villa. Fingers crossed, touch wood. <laughs> Cross <Yeah. every> <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree with the high possibility it could be a one nil for win one nil win for Villa. Um, I think this is a one whereby, even though the, the Leeds have have injuries. Um, I think they're still going to be very hard to break down. I think the team will be tired after the weekend because they put in an awful shift. You know, they didn't have a lot of the ball against Leicester. I think they only had like thirty three percent of possession or something like that against Leicester. I, I could be completely wrong on that, but they didn't have as much of the ball as we would have liked. And I think the team might be a bit tired with only a four and a half day turnaround, uh, realistically speaking. So uh, I'm actually going to go with a score draw in this one at one all. Uh, and and look, I'd said the same thing against for the Leicester game. I thought it was going to be two all. Uh, I think this is going to be one all. And look, I will celebrate like a maniac if we end up winning this and go five games, five game winning streak at the start of the season. But I, I'm just as I say, risk averse, and I think that maybe, <laughs> maybe our, our our luck has to run out at some stage. But um, whether it's this week or whether it's next week or whether it's after the international break, who knows? Long yeah. may continue. Well, it's got like we're we're gonna become the, the guys that everyone wants to be if we keep winning. So, um, let's get another uh, another W on yeah. the uh, on the board and enjoy our uh, at least a couple of days at, at the top of the league. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. should look, we can see you know that there's there's tough games coming. There's easy easy what well, on paper will be easy games coming, but uh, to me, this is a big game for us to lay down a match because. The, the leads seem to be the media darlings for some reason. Um, don't get it, but I, I, don't, I don't think they'll be anywhere near where they are at come the end of the season. Um, the Premier League tends to find you out very quickly. And uh, thankfully, we haven't been uh, put back in our box just yet. So hopefully um, we, can, we can come away with another uh, three points on, on Friday. Um, I really want these three points because I can't be dealing with the slagging that's going to go on <laughs> in, in, in my family and, and with a few friends of mine that are of the age that uh, they haven't been missing for the last 16 years. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I, I'd snap your hands off for uh, a 1-0 win. I think everybody. I, I'd step your hands off for a window win from here until the end of next May. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, if we if we keep grinding out results and and you know if we have a couple of negatives in around there, which is inevitably going to come. Yeah. And um, the the more points we have on the board, the better. Yeah. And uh, we can we can play play without fear. Then, if that's the case. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Just still on the. Uh, enjoy it while we can. 
exactly oh absolutely will do and you know me i'm the bastion of optimism i uh, have been through the whole lot of it since since uh, project restart came back um i'm still i'm still on the race to 40 points and we, we reevaluate after that uh, but the sooner <laughs> we get there the sooner we can re reevaluate and the more good times we can have on the way there too uh so that's going to do it for us today, guys. Nice, short, and sweet one, as I say. Yeah. Back for Leeds. Uh, we'll be back after Leeds game at the weekend. Or just Friday say night. a quick, um, quick congratulations to young uh, Carney, and I'm going to oh, yes. order his name, Chuku Emka. Um, looks like a real promising talent who, mm. who signed his first professional contract today. Um, I'm sure that surname will uh, will do exactly what Gabby Agbonlahor's name did, and when people couldn't pronounce it. Now it's a it's a household name and it'll roll off the tongue. But congratulations, Kearney. It's well deserved from what I've seen of him in a few games this season. Absolutely, and he, he played really well against Wolves um, during the week or yeah. on Monday, I think it was. Um, setting up goals for Louis Barry as well. Yeah, so a big, strong, imposing guy. Only sixteen, already been name checked by the best scouts in the world, and also uh, Mr. Perslow as well name checked him. In, in, in the fans meeting last last year so uh, looking forward to seeing him fulfil his potential and glad that we absolutely have him because I know he was well sought after across all of Europe and um, comes from the same stable as um, or under 16 kind of vintage as uh, Jude Bellingham and all those and is taught in the same esteem as well so the fact that Villa were able to hold on to him um, unlike other clubs who can't hold on to their good young players um, <laughs> we're not retiring any numbers yet <laughs> no we won't retire the number 8 jersey for, for uh, Kearney just yet um, but yeah as I said congratulations to the young man and we hope to see him uh, I know he did play against Coventry uh, last week in the behind the doors uh, behind closed doors friendly I think he scored one and set up two as well but um, yeah, he's got a promising future and long may continue with Aston Villa, um, Aston Villa Football Club. So that's going to do it for us today. Um, thanks very much, everybody, for listening. You can catch Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can catch me on at Love McGrath Pod. I've got something very exciting that I'm going to be sharing with you guys over the next 24 hours or so. Um, I shared a little sneak preview of it on, on Twitter. And one, uh, I think it was on Monday. But uh, yeah, something really, really nice. Um, surprise from John at Lake Resports and you might see that I might have tagged him in a Twitter post and um, yeah so keep an eye out for that uh, and I'll be sharing it with you guys uh, over the coming days but uh, thanks everybody for listening and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Network.